0: I know it's probably not a period you want to remember, but let me take you back to April 2020. The country was suddenly in lockdown. Supermarkets ran out of loo roll, and then, just when we most needed it, a plucky new national hero was born. An unassuming 99-year-old man raised money for the NHS by doing 100 laps of his garden, with the aid of his walking frame. Captain Tom Moore captured the heart of the nation. He'd hoped to raise a modest £1,000, but by his 100th birthday, three weeks later, he'd raised a whopping £39 million.
1: Congratulations. Captain Tom, how do you feel this morning?
0: Yes, I feel fine. I hope you're all feeling fine too. By then... He'd also reached the top of the charts after recording a number one hit single with Michael Ball. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high
2: and don't be afraid of the dark.
0: He was celebrated with military flypasts, trains and buses were named after him and he was knighted by the late Queen. I'm absolutely overawed by the fact that this is such a high award that I should get, and from Her Majesty as well. What more can anyone wish for than that? But since his death in February 2021, a cloud has hung over his legacy, as the charity set up in his name has been engulfed in a series of scandals.
1: What's being investigated is a charity which was set up the year before he died, the Captain Tom Foundation, and the relationship between that charity and his family.
0: And his family's involvement with a charity has raised some difficult questions. The family applied for planning permission for a pool and a luxury spa. That was all done in the foundation's name. Now, it quite clearly had nothing to do with that, and that shouldn't have happened.
1: Here's the front page of The Sun today. Captain Tom, his family has confessed that they kept £800,000 from the three books he wrote.
0: How did such an inspiring story unravel? And what does this very British tale tell us about us You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today, a very British scandal. How Captain Tom's charity got caught up in controversy.
1: I'm James Beale. I'm the social affairs editor at The Times.
0: And, James, a lot of people will remember the story of Captain Tom. But not everyone will know about his daughter and the saga of what's happened since. So just tell us a bit about her to begin with, Hannah Ingram-Moore.
1: I think many people would have seen her alongside Tom throughout his charity exploits. She's a businessman in her own right, um, and she's actually credited with kick-starting the whole Captain Tom story.
3: Well, it's extraordinary. It was my husband who said, look, Tom, we can't throw you a 100th birthday party, so why don't you walk 100 laps instead, and we'll give you a pound a
1: lap. She's the one who first sent his walk exploits to the local newspaper.
3: I did a little press release and um, set up a just-giving page. We thought we might raise 1,000 pounds in four weeks, and it was 38.9 million in three and a half weeks.
1: Her website talks rather grandly about her being one of Britain's leading businesswomen, an accredited life coach, a decorated motivational speaker, and a proud supporter of female entrepreneurs nationwide. And she's done multiple interviews, and quite often she's next to her husband, Colin, who's a chartered accountant, and their two teenage children, Benji and Georgia.
0: Obviously, the whole family first came to attention when Captain Tom embarked on this great fundraising project in the middle of lockdown. At the time, he raised £39 million, an astonishing sum for the NHS. But there is a lot of money in this tale that we're going to have to try and follow. So let's sort of try and keep it simple. Talk to us about that original sum, the 39 million.
1: That 39 million pounds, you have to think of that very separately to what we're going to spend the rest of the podcast talking about. That money went directly to NHS Charities Together, which is a federation of over 250 charitable organisations that support the NHS. And there are no questions over what happened to that money and it's not being investigated.
0: So that's all money that's gone to the very best of causes. Absolutely. That's all in the run-up to Captain Tom's 100th birthday. What happens next?
1: The family and Captain Tom registered the Captain Tom Foundation in June 2020, and that was to receive further donations made in his name. And it received nearly 1.1 million in its first year. Wow. Accounts showed that it spent 400,000 of that 1.1 million, including 160,000 on good causes. But there were 240,000 spent on other expenditure.
0: Now, that's quite surprising. If you've raised more than a million and only 160,000 has gone to good causes, and far more, 240000 has gone just to charity costs.
1: Absolutely. I think when some charities set up and are perhaps being operated by people who aren't particularly experienced in the charitable sector, it can happen. But it quite quickly caught the eye of the charity commission.
0: What were they looking at in particular?
1: In the accounts for the Captain Tom Foundation, it emerged that 54000 was paid to two companies operated by Mr. and Mrs. Ingram Moore during the 2021 financial year, including more than 16,000 to Club Nook Limited, which had been registered by the couple just days before the Captain Tom Foundation was incorporated. And there was another company called Matrix, uh, a strategy firm run by Hannah and her husband, which received more than 27,000 And those were described as third-party consultancy fees. The Charity Commission did conclude that the payments to the two companies were reasonable reimbursement for the expenses incurred by the companies in the formation of the charity. So basically they okayed those payments. They said that they were acceptable. Right. After launching that initial inquiry into them.
0: They've ended up paying companies that they're both in charge of for services like consultation Mm. In addition to that, there seem to be separate questions about the chief executive's salary.
1: Absolutely. Hannah and her husband became trustees of the charity in February 2021. Hannah Ingram Moore, however, only stayed in post for six weeks before resigning as a trustee. In July 2021, the charity commission stepped in to stop the foundation from employing her as chief executive on a salary of 100,000. They said the proposed salary was neither reasonable nor justifiable. And in a 75 minute interview with Piers Morgan on Talk TV, Hannah stresses that she had no part in the negotiations over her salary.
3: I wasn't part of that discussion. Those discussions are between the trustees and the charity commission, not me.
1: That was done by the foundation trustees. However, a month later, the Charity Commission okayed a deal where she would be paid £85,000 a year as chief executive, but she could only be in post for a maximum of nine months on a three-month rolling contract.
0: And we should point out, you know, that she no longer has any position within the charity. Absolutely. In addition to a salary as a chief executive... She's also asking for appearance fees. Tell us about this.
1: She had a close association with the Virgin Media O2 Captain Tom Foundation Connector Awards, which is quite a mouthful. As the name suggests, they have a close association with Captain Tom, and Hannah Ingram Moore appeared at the award ceremony. Um, but she received an appearance fee for that. She was paid eighteen thousand pounds. Later, in an interview with Piers Morgan, she admitted that only £2,000 had actually gone to the Captain Tom Foundation. So she'd taken 18000 and only passed 2000 on to the foundation itself.
0: That does feel disproportionate.
1: It does. I mean, she was questioned about that and she suggested that she should not have appeared at the awards while she was chief executive.
3: I was only ever there for three months at a time. So I didn't know if I would have employment past those three I months. That, yeah. And I'm not in a position where I can not work. Hmm. So for me, when we were planning all those dates, they may well have fallen in a period of time when I wasn't the CEO. But that's how it landed. Hmm. And and I absolutely ensured that the charity got a donation. Well, once you
2: knew you were CEO when you turned up at the awards and you knew you were getting the money, wouldn't the better thing to have been to just give it all to the foundation.
3: I think the better thing to have done would have been to push those awards to outside that period of time, because I was only ever going to be there for nine months.
1: She shied away from saying that she shouldn't have appeared at all and taken the fee, or even passed on more money to the Captain Tom Foundation, so she was quite equivocal on that point.
0: In the meantime, whenever they've been asked about it, Hannah Ingram-Moore and her husband insist that they've never personally benefited financially from the work of the charity.
1: Indeed. They did a 75-minute interview with peers and were insistent that they haven't made money off the back of the foundation. To be clear,
2: neither of you have ever made any money directly from the foundation for personal gain? Not a penny. There's nothing that's like that? No. No.
0: So, James, the Charity Commission looks into... Han Ingram Moore's salary as CEO. They look into the money that's gone to these companies. They decide that this is all acceptable. They want to limit her time in the position of chief executive, but they don't question the payments that have already been made. And then there's another charity commission investigation...
3: The area that we have been concerned about is the links between the charity and a company owned by the Ingram Moore family. And we're concerned that that, that 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 relationship hasn't been as clear as it needs to be in relation to the charity. And that's why we feel we need to open the inquiry to investigate that further.
0: This is Club Nook. Um, this is one of the businesses they've set up. It's one of the businesses that we know the charity ends up paying some money into. Just tell us a bit about this business and what we know about it.
1: This business, shortly after it was set up, attempted to trademark various names associated with Captain Tom. And that appeared to arouse suspicions in the Charity Commission. The commission said it was concerned that a failure to consider intellectual property and trademark issues, when the Captain Tom Foundation was established, provided Club Nook with an opportunity to trademark variations of the name Captain Tom without objection from the Foundation. So the Commission was clearly concerned that there was an opportunity for Club Nook to make money Hmm. out of Captain Tom and the name, and that that hadn't been given appropriate consideration by the Foundation.
0: Do we know how much this business was making, this business that's sort of trademarking products around Captain Tom?
1: In its first year, it turned a profit of just over 800000 Net, it was about 500000 after costs. And the Ingram Moores were quizzed at length by Piers Morgan about where that money had come from.
2: I mean, Hannah, you said at the time, Club Look has not profited from branded merchandise and memorabilia. Club Look has not been paid by the foundation for use of its trademarks. Club Look's revenues being generated by other activities. I mean, that's just not true, is it? The Club Look has profited heavily from branded merchandise and memorabilia. That statement wasn't correct. Yeah, it is. It is correct. But it's sure. not because the Club Look has profited to the tune of net five hundred thousand yeah. pounds from branded merchandise. It's from products that hold his name. Right. But it's not. But that's branded products. isn't it? I, I mean. You, you, you know, those brand new products.
1: They appeared to dramatically pull the pug on the interview at one stage, when being asked about where that money had come from.
2: Can we just stop? And that's, can that's we not f- about protecting. Yes. Yeah, can we, it's not about protecting. Yes, can captain. we just stop for a second? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is really Can we just very stop? Can we, oh, just, sure. can we stop for a second? Sure. And so
3: stop filming because this is really unfair. So
2: what's, what's unfair? No. So let let us explain, off off camera. I'd rather do it on camera. No, 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 no. no. If it's on camera, we're not doing
1: the interview. Before finally sitting down with Piers and discussing it, and they said that the money had come from three books that Captain Tom had written in his final days.
0: Ah. Now tell us about these books.
1: Captain Tom had written three books following his charity walk, one of them being Tomorrow Will Be a Good Day, which was his autobiography. There was a deal with Penguin Random House, and Hannah was insistent that Tom had wanted the money from those books to go to Club Nook to sit with the family.
3: The deal was done. He had an agent, and the agent um, and he worked on that deal. They were Captain Tom's books, and his wishes whether that money was that that money would sit in Club Nook, and in the end, for you to keep. Yes.
2: He said that specifically to you.
0: Specifically. Do we know if that's
1: what was intended? She maintained during her interview that there were no mentions of the foundation in the books.
2: Was there anything on any of the books that referred to the Captain Tom Foundation?
1: Absolutely not.
2: Was there anything in the contracts that referred to Captain Tom Foundation? Absolutely not. So there was never any agreement by you on behalf of your father with these book deals that any of that money would go to charity?
3: Absolutely not.
1: However, the prologue to Captain Tom's memoir also included a sentence that certainly suggested some of the money would be going towards the foundation. He said, and I quote, With the offer to write this memoir, I've also been given the chance to raise even more money for the charitable foundation now established in my name.
0: I mean, that sounds as if while writing the book he intended or... certainly was saying he thought the money it raised would go towards the charity
1: the marketing material surrounding captain tom's autobiography also suggested that a proportion of the funds would go to support his foundation in a press release on the foundation's website it said that both his autobiography and another book that he was releasing would support his newly formed charity, the Captain Tom Foundation. But without seeing the contracts, we cannot know for sure.
0: Coming up, how an unauthorised spa built in the family's back garden has turned up the heat. That's in just a moment. And James, it's already getting quite messy. We've got this charity that's been set up to raise money for good causes. There are question marks. There's a charity commission investigation into it. And then in July, things get even more complicated. There's a new twist in the tale. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, it was the twist no one thought they needed and no one thought would happen in this story. It emerged that the Ingram Moors had been ordered to demolish a spa block which they built in the grounds of their home, following accusations that they built it in the name of the foundation, but it did not look like the building that had originally been planned for the site.
0: I think a lot of people will be wondering, what does a spa block have to do with a charity?
1: I think at that stage it was going to be an administrative building. For example, Hannah Ingramor talked before about how Captain Tom received Two hundred fifty thousand birthday cards. So they've got a lot of things, a lot of documents that they want to store and need space for, which is perfectly understandable.
3: It's about how can we preserve. So what the did legacy? you want this
1: building to be? To be a multi, originally, uh,
3: yeah, just p- purely that some storage, multi-purpose, to be able to put some of his things in it, some of his memorabilia.
1: However, at some point along the way, it suddenly ended up having a what I can only describe as a large jacuzzi in it. And that turned the building from an administrative building into a spa building. That's
0: quite the change. How do they explain it to Piers Morgan when he's going and having a look?
1: With great difficulty, I think is the answer. They squirmed a lot when they were asked by Piers about this. They did suggest that it could be used to rehabilitate the elderly.
3: Our whole purpose was that my father couldn't walk in that amazing resistance Mm. pool, which in the end is a five meter by two meter pool, Mm. but other people can. Mm. Um, Part of the aging population can. We have a Pilates teacher who's waiting for this space to be authorized Mm. so she can do Pilates classes for our aging population.
1: But they did accept that they would be using this jacuzzi for themselves.
2: I don't want to be cynical, but I don't think that was the main motivation for that pool. I think the main motivation was you, you wanted a nice bar pool as a family to uh, use yourself, of
1: course. And we must stress that this was built using their own money.
2: Hannah, who's paid for this building? We have. We have all personal money. All yeah, personal yes. money. So not a penny has come not from one, any money no. that was raised in your father's name.
3: Not one not penny. Money. Not and one penny. That's
2: categoric. No, there'll be no paper trail. There'll be no paper 100. trail. So it's entirely. Your
0: but it was built in the charity's name. It was.
3: Our original application, the, the name was never intended to be the Captain Tom Foundation. It was supposed to be the Captain Tom Building. Hmm. It got lost in translation and we take responsibility
2: for that
1: completely. Because the original
2: application does name check Captain yes, Tom Foundation
1: it, a lot. It, it does. The foundation had been very clear that at no time were they aware that the Ingram Moors had made these planning applications mentioning the Captain Tom Foundation. And indeed, they say, had they been aware, the independent trustees at the foundation would not have authorised the plans. And the family, to be fair to them, did accept that was an error.
3: I think we absolutely didn't intend it to be the Captain Tom Foundation. And it shouldn't have been, and we should have checked it, and we should have made sure it didn't say that. So we completely accept responsibility for it.
1: Although interestingly... Piers Morgan gave him plenty of opportunities to say they would now scrap the jacuzzi and get mm. rid of it, and they refused to say they would.
3: And if we had options, that would definitely be one of them. Well, that is
1: always an option.
2: You can just get rid of it.
3: No, it's not. Why? Because our, when we go to appeal, it's mm. keep it or or tear it all down.
2: Right. There isn't. A m- but even if you get allowed to keep it, I would say get rid of it.
3: Well. If we are allowed to keep it, we will We will talk about what we're allowed to do. Did and you want I, to keep it, 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 it?
1: They are hanging on to it unless told to scrap it by the planning spectra who will make a decision in the coming weeks.
0: And James, what happens next? We know that the Charity Commission is coming back with a detailed report into all of this, but in the meantime, you know, is the charity still operating? Is it still raising money?
1: It's not, and that is indeed one of the saddest things to come out of this saga. There's a statement on the Foundation's website which said it is not currently accepting donations. And there are huge questions over the future of the Foundation going forward.
0: And do we know when it ends? Do we know when the Charity Commission is likely to publish its review? We don't
1: know. It could be weeks, it could be months. There there really isn't a timescale at all.
0: And James... For Captain Tom, who, you know, really did capture the nation's emotions at a very difficult moment, you know, when lockdown happened, you know, he really became sort of this great symbol of hope. Is this, his legacy, tarnished forever now?
1: I think his legacy is certainly tarnished to a certain extent. Sunday Times columnist Hadley Freeman summed it up perfectly when she said the whole affair was bonkers Britain to a T every aspect of it. Um, It obviously began during the pandemic when the UK was going through an unprecedented time and I think it gave people back a sense of control. They just obviously lost the ability to even simply go out of their homes and go to work and live their daily lives. But with Captain Tom they could fundraise, they could feel like they were doing a little bit to help by raising money for the NHS during the pandemic. But the subsequent rise and fall narrative of the Captain Tom story unfortunately will stand
0: We contacted the Captain Tom Foundation and Hannah Ingram Moore about the issues raised in this podcast but they've not yet responded You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Manveen Rana, and my guest, the social affairs editor at The Times, James Beale. You can read all the twists and turns of the Captain Tom saga at thetimes.co.uk with a subscription. The producer today was Sam Chantarasak. the executive producer was Fiona Leach, and sound design was by Tom Birchall. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave us a review. It'll help others to find it. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.
2: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.